0: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. What day is it? It is Tuesday, July 20th. By the way, here's what happened. A bunch of like the marketing people, the brass, told me that I have to be more of my authentic self on this podcast. Mark and I are wondering like, what are they talking about? I feel like I'm my authentic self. But if you get a little bit more of the authentic Jill, be careful. You never know what she might say. The opposite of the person who lets loose a little bit is the person who appears on network television. Because in my humble opinion, you cannot be the exact same person in every single situation. You are who you are. I get it. Sometimes you have to be a little bit more buttoned up. Sometimes you can be a little looser. So we're going to actually give you the more buttoned up version of Jill, and then you get the looser Jill. So we're going to air a segment that I recorded last week on CBS This Morning after this. Okay. So I was trying to get this segment on the air. I don't know. I think for six weeks, it kept getting bumped. And I, every time it got bumped, I I was able to actually add in more information. And I think this is so important because the landscape of lending and borrowing is changing dramatically post COVID. So this segment on CBS this morning, which aired on July 13th is all about credit or as I like to say, giving credit where credit is due. The anchors are Gail King, Anthony Mason, and Adriana Diaz, who is sitting in for Tony DeCopel, who is out on paternity leave. So here is the segment on credit. And on the other side of the segment, Mark and I are going to talk about it and talk about some of your credit questions. So here we go. In this morning's Eye on Money, we're going to focus on some new programs
2: that could boost the credit scores of millions of Americans. Consumer demands for loans and credit cards was up, listen to this number, 39% in April. That's big compared to last year. It's now higher than pre pandemic levels. And banks are gearing up to help more people borrow. Two initiatives, one for credit cards, another for mortgages, could help expand the number of Americans who qualify for the loans. CBS News business analyst, you remember her? Jill (laughs) Slesinger, Jill, because it's been over a year since you've been sitting at our table. We're so glad to see you in person. I'm not in a little box anymore. No, we're so (laughs) glad to see you. Let's talk about the banks. We keep hearing that they're offering uh, credit cards to people who don't have credit, don't have a credit history.
0: Is that surprising to you? Well, it sounds sort of like the bad old days, but that's not what this is about. This is actually a government-backed initiative, and it's trying to get people who've been shut out of the credit system get into the system. And how are they going to do that? They're going to expand the things they look at to determine your credit worthiness. So... Do you pay your bills on time? What's your account balance? And you know this is really important because there are certainly people in lower-income communities, people of color, and younger people who have essentially not been able to get credit. So I think this is a good program. It's a good step forward to get more people in the pool. What
2: do you think people should know before they get open up a credit card? I remember I got my first one in college. It just came to me. Yeah, and I was yeah. very excited. I felt so grown up. Yes, then and I got into trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's always not so, a so second good. That's not so good. And this. But what is, do you think? people (laughs) This is the warning story. Of course, we know credit can be dangerous. So before you sign up for anything, we are talking about understanding the rules, the fees, the penalties, the interest rate. And one thing that's really important about credit and credit history is a big component of your credit history is do you pay your bills on time? So I suggest that yeah. people set up automatic payments before they get start this process so they never miss a payment, there's never a late fee, there's no nasty surprise. When we talk about
3: establishing a credit history, explain to
0: people what that means. Well, what is really happening is a bank or a lender is trying to say, "Hey, Is Anthony a good risk? Should we extend money to him, and will he pay it back? The way you establish a credit history is that you have to actually get credit. Credit, yes. And this is really weird because people say, well, I can't have a history because I can't have credit. Again, that's why these programs are not It does seem like a catch-22. It's true. But why is this so important? Because... Credit is an important component of your personal financial management. You're going to need to borrow money at some point, maybe for a car, maybe for a house. And without a credit history, that may actually shut you out of those markets. It may force you to pay more in interest. So we want people to have credit. We want them to use it responsibly. That's really important.
1: So, Jill, for the 53 million Americans or so who are credit invisible, where could they look for resources to learn about all those things? You know, when your cycle, your, your bill closes, is different from your payment date your minimum payment versus what's actually due. There are so many things that are just confusing. Mm.
0: I think that one of the great developments is seeing the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau really amp up their, their website. So the, it's, I think it's consumerfinance.gov, CFPB. They've got a lot of resources there, a lot of tools. But really, this is on you to some extent, because banks are going to give you this money. You've yeah. got to learn how to use it responsibly. Now, we're hearing that mortgage refinancing just got easier for
2: some of the low-income buyers. So, what? How much money are you talking about there? How important is
0: this? This is a great program. So, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have two different programs. Those are the government-sponsored entities. Seven million people refinanced last year, wow. but the government says I'm one of them. <laughs> the government says two million couldn't. Why? They lost hours. They lost income. They lost jobs. They were furloughed. This program is going to expand eligibility again, looking at other metrics, and this should help a lot of borrowers save a hundred to two hundred fifty bucks a month. So these are homeowners who were not able to refinance. It is still a great time to refinance. You may qualify. So you really should check that out.
3: Quickly, Jill, Wells Fargo reportedly is planning to shut down all existing personal lines of credit. This is this is a big bank. That's a lot of people. What's the impact of that?
0: Well, I think the most important thing to remember is that a line of credit is an unsecured credit, meaning that you don't have collateral. There's no house or car behind it. Um, for people who have these lines, there's not as many as you might think. Most people do turn to credit cards and home equity lines. If you have outstanding credit with Wells Fargo, you're a customer, they're going to allow you to pay that back over time. Right. If you don't, they're shutting that line down in 60 days. You may Why? want to shop for... Why? I think they just want to get out of the business it's not a big enough part of the business and i think that you should shop around for other alternatives remember there are other banks community banks are great
1: credit unions are great they often offer really good rates
3: all right jill schlesinger thank you jill
1: okay it's time to commit Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: So, Mark, you nervous Nelly, that's Mark Talercio, my executive producer. You probably don't like the idea that credit is becoming more available for all sorts of people, do you? Uh, I I can see where it leads to bad things. Yeah. I mean, we have an issue in this country, and that is that... Because credit is so widely available to some people, there is a possibility that you could screw yourself. There's no doubt. You can really do damage to yourself. However, you need credit. You're going to probably buy a car. You're probably going to buy a house at some point. And if you want to do that, you want to borrow money, you have to have a credit history. The problem is that if you've been shut out of the credit business because maybe you don't fit into their boxes, then you have no credit history. And then you end up paying a ton more in interest than you need to. So um, we have gotten tons of questions from people. And I think the general question is always like, what's the difference between good debt and bad debt? So Mark, what's good debt?
3: Uh, Good debt would be a mortgage or a very cheap car loan. Those would be two ideas of good debt in my book.
0: What about a student loan. I didn't talk specifically yeah, student loans. I, I, so let's just have a little moment. Let's have a moment to talk about student loans.
3: Yeah. I, I think if it's done in the right way, then I would probably consider it good debt. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not done in the right way.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so what I think is really important is that interest rates are low, generally speaking. Okay. They are. There's no doubt about that but interest rates on all sorts of different types of debt is really varied. If you go out and you have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage right now, you're borrowing at around 3%, maybe a little more. That's unbelievably cheap, right? But if you go out and you rack up credit card debt, then that's going to be at 18-19%, maybe I think the average is 14 or 15% and that's like the average. I just noticed that the interest on federal student loans is actually going up by a full percentage point for all new loans made basically now to June of 2022. It's a about a 20 to 35% increase over that 10-year repayment period. So I have to tell you that this is a big deal because if all of a sudden you thought you were going to pay two and a half or 3% and now you're going to pay three and a half or 4% or God forbid you're a grad student and it's up over 5% or you're a parent, by the way, and it's 6.3%, that's not so cheap. So Mark, let's say you have student loan debt right now. This is a big question. You are in forbearance even the uh, a lot of the parent loans are in forbearance but the interest clock is going to start ticking again October 1st i think that a lot of people are inclined to say like oh i want to get rid of my student loans as quickly as possible that's great as long as you don't have higher interest debt that's out there you know it's so funny i come off the set last week and someone pulls me aside and says listen I got the 0% transfer balance offer for my credit card. Should I take that and then really just focus on paying down my student loans? And here's the problem with those 0% balance transfers. They're awesome as long as you can pay it off in the time horizon. So this requires you to really take a long, hard look at your cash flow, the money that comes in, the money that goes out, and prioritize So if you can pay off that 0% loan in the time, great, because it might go up to 22% if you don't. So I'm cool with that, but you have got to get on it. So for those of you who have a loan, if you have a credit card bill that's outstanding, if you have something that's in forbearance, your first step of what you do as you start to think about going forward is you say, what's coming in, what's going out, what's my highest interest debt, you know, and go in descending order and start attacking it and put it on autopilot. It's amazing to me, Mark, how, how few people realize how easy it is to put it on autopilot. So set it up with your bank, get it going, make this happen. That's really it. You can do this. I think that people are overwhelmed emotionally by it. What do you think?
3: I'm still hooked on what you just said. You, so you don't think most people put it on autopilot these days?
0: I think that the vast majority of people have no idea what I just said. Do you want to explain really? it? Yeah.
3: Aut- autopilot? I would, yeah. man, I see. I don't know. I, I would tend to think, maybe I'm just thinking younger people. I would think most people put everything on autopilot these days where where payments are just made automatically. They just come directly out of your bank account uh, and it just gets paid. You don't have to do anything.
0: There's a like one little downside with it which I think is crazy, but I'm going to be the old fart in the house. Okay. I agree. I have everything on autopilot. Let's say for a credit card company, you just say, I want a minimum payment amount of $25 or $50 every single blank day of the month, just to have that out there simply so you never miss a deadline and you don't get a late fee. That's number one. I do think when everything's on autopilot, I worry that people are not actually like, Really taking stock of the overall game plan, so that is really a good argument for making sure that if you don't use a, a something like a Mint or Clarity Money, or you use your own bank's app to kind of look at your overall game plan, that you you do it yourself. That you make a note to yourself that hey, you know, what? once a quarter, let me look and see what this lo- what's here. What do I got? What do I need to address? And that will get you on the road to starting to be a little bit more in control of your personal financial life. Because so often we hear from people and they're, they're controlled by their financial lives. And we want to help you take control. How about that for a a goal of this program? We want you to take control of your financial life. That's pretty good, right, Mark?
3: (laughs) And I guess you're right. You and I are probably not very representative of the uh, general public when it comes to this stuff. Everything comes out automatically from my mortgage to utilities to retirement to 529 plans now. Hold
0: on a second. When's the last time you wrote a check?
3: Oh, God. Uh, I'd have to go back and look in the checkbook. Let's put it that way.
0: Put it this way. I had to do it two weeks ago because I had some work done in my house and the guy shows up and he's like, oh, can I get a check? I'm like, well, since you showed up to work, I guess so. I wasn't (laughs) going to be writing that check anytime soon, but there he was in my face. So I I did actually write a check.
3: (laughs) And did it seem weird to actually use penmanship?
0: Uh, no, because you know that I write everything down and I'm very bad for the environment as a result. And I print a lot of stuff out on paper, which you also don't like that I do. I apologize for that. It's very old school of me. You have I'm a sorry.
3: giant a giant carbon footprint.
0: You know, I do. And I feel guilty about it. And, um, that's, that's,
3: re- that's the real Jill. You have a giant carbon footprint. I do have a
0: giant carbon footprint because I drive a lot. Do you own a printer?
3: Uh, we do now, yeah.
0: I own a printer, and I was realized that I own two printers. I was laughing because during the pandemic, a lot of my neighbors were like, do you have a printer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you want to know why? Can I tell you why we got a printer?
0: Yeah, you can tell me.
3: Because my better half resells so much stuff, so much like – Old old handbags or old shoes or old clothes. She resells this stuff on a couple of these popular websites that I've yeah. never heard of. Yeah. But every single week she's going to the post office to ship something out.
0: Wait a second. I don't think I knew this about her. Oh, yeah. I thought oh, that yeah. she was so she doesn't just accumulate. So we interviewed this guy recently who wrote a book called Subtract. So she is actually subtracting in her life.
3: Uh, To her credit, literally. I'm not kidding. Every single week she goes to the post office and drops
0: stuff off. Should I give her – okay, here's what happens. Like my mother loves handbags and I, the proud lesbian, I've never bought a handbag for myself in my life. But my mother gives them to me. Do you think that your better half can do some business for me?
3: She probably could because she's at this stage, at this point, she's a pretty credible seller. So people know she's legit and she's not like, you know, selling some knockoff or something. She's got all these approval statuses associated with her profile. I am
0: just floored by this. So we're having dinner soon. I might bring a few items with me, but shoes, they have to be lightly worn. I kill my shoes.
3: Uh, I don't know about the... Yeah, I really don't know about the conditions. She just sold the bag the other day. We just shipped it out this weekend. It was like she got $400 for it. What? Yeah, yeah.
0: Get out. Do you think net-net she makes money from this? Or like my brother-in-law just recently admitted to me because he was like an early wine collector of a certain type of wine. And he became like a... He kind of hoarded this type of wine, which now has gotten very popular. And so he says net-net. What he does is he sells the expensive stuff and replacing it with less expensive stuff. But he says, you know, he's not making any money from it, like a net zero.
3: Yeah, I, I would probably say that's that's exactly the category that she falls into. Because even, even though she is getting rid of stuff on a regular basis, there's a lot of stuff coming in.
0: I had no idea about this, Mark. I got to tell you something. I have great respect for your lovely intended. I have even more respect now.
3: Yeah. Well, that's why we got a printer so we could print all those labels.
0: All right. So like all the world leads to a printer and a carbon footprint. And I apologize for that for everyone. I really do. I'll tell you one thing I do though, in New York, I walk everywhere. So I do not actually, I very rarely take cabs. I very rarely even take the subway anymore. I just walk everywhere. So maybe I'm lightening my footprint for that, or I'm just staying skinny.
3: I'm going to have to get you a bicycle with a basket for the two girls.
0: <sighs> it's never happening. There's, I have terriers. They're never staying in that basket. And um, and I thank you all for telling me how cute my dogs are. And they are. Do you want to check out my dogs? I'll tell you what. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And on, I, have, I can't believe I haven't been promoting this on our new podcast. And here it is. On Okay, go to jillonmoney.com and click Furry Fan Club. Top left is me holding my daughters with, by the way, Mark, a WTOP baseball cap, right? Yeah. I think that I got some crap from that because someone from WCBS radio said, I noticed you're wearing a TOP cap. Why are you not wearing a New York hat? And I said, maybe because you guys haven't actually given me a hat. That's how I roll. Oh, Mark, last thing. The football guy. Did you get a sweatshirt and a t-shirt from Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome. That's like a serious sweatshirt that we got. Eric. Eric. Coach Eric, yeah. Eric from GVSU. Grand Valley State University. Which is where?
3: That's in Michigan. They are a Division II powerhouse in the uh, football world.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I am proudly sporting this sweatshirt and my t-shirt. I've worn them both. So Eric, thank you so much. We are always happy to wear your swag. That's why we, Mark said that it was like a big deal. He asked a bunch of questions and we said, sure, we're happy to answer any of them. And, and then he just sent us this stuff. Did we, did I ask for this?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mentioned it on the show oh my and God. Uh, he, he heard it and he followed up. He's like, uh, hello, rookie mistake. If you're going to ask for swag, you need to provide an address.
0: Wow. All right. Well, he's got our address now, so I don't want to, you know, piss him off in any way, shape or form. Okay. See, that's more of my authentic Jill right there. Mark, is that it for the day? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. I think I have to do our outro. So let me do that. Uh, Okay. First of all, thank you so much for listening. We are always happy to chat with you. If you've got a financial question, there are two ways to get in touch with us. You can send us an email, ask jill at jillonmoney.com. You can also go onto our website and send us your picture of you and your furry animal, your, your other child. I think we've only gotten furries. Have we gotten a fish or anything like that? Mark?
3: No, I'm still waiting. Remember that guy who just won the fishing tournament? I'm still oh, waiting
0: right. For we, the needed the, we needed the fishing tournament guy to send us his picture. But anyway, if you have any pet that you want to put onto the website, send it to us and we'll post it on the furry fan club. And when I say we, I mean Mark, because he runs the website. So if you have a question, send it to us. If you're on the website, hit the contact button. I think what we should remind you here is that on Ion Money, we are always happy to chat with you. If you'd like to follow us, you can do that on Apple or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. And uh, we would ask that you do something nice for someone else today. It'll make you feel better. It'll make that person feel better. Mark, my cohort here, he's our executive producer. And uh, hey, we're distributed by Viacom CBS. How about that for kissing the boss's butt? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do it eye on money. We have a mantra this year. It's called curiosity, compassion, community. Let's do it all together. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast.
2: Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on
0: your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.
2: The Hargan women seem to have it all.
1: We were blessed. My mom was amazing.
2: But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true.
1: I am just praying to God...